Hello everyone, what's babbling? This is Psychobabbles with Miranda and Lauren. Stop it. No. I mean, each time it did get bigger. Oh my god. Should we explain what you're doing or just leave it? No context. No context. Okay. Never mind. It's not like they're going to read this anyway. Watch. Listen. listen. <laughs> well, hopefully they don't hear you right there. Um. Anyway, okay. So this is the podcast for my class, Psychological Effects of the Internet, where I talk about the topics I'm learning, and Lauren responds with her own thoughts. I don't have anything to say after that part. I time. have thoughts. Okay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> what? Anyway. The audio listeners out there, I just looked at Miranda. Yeah, she did. It embarrassed me a little bit. Um, too flustered. Yeah. Anyway, um, this is episode 19. Woo! Um, episode 17 was accessibility to communication. Episode 18 was methods of communication. And this episode will be the conclusion of answering how the internet changes our communication. Oh, sorry. I had a burp there. Anyway. Um, so do you believe our communication has changed because of the internet? Like you and me specifically or just in general? Do you? You specifically. I think my communication has changed? No. Oh, you're confused by where, how I used our. Our. Yeah. Just in general. Like our generation, I guess. Um, I feel like I'm kind of, I think we're that generation where we weren't really young enough to be able to communicate with others before phones. If that makes any sense. Probably probably not. Are you saying we would only remember communicating with phones? Yeah. But I feel like we didn't have the skills developed enough to be able to communicate without phones yet. Like I think example, I understand what you're saying. Because, like, we were so young at that point. Like, when they we, started becoming we, big. We didn't need to have, like, more complicated professional conversations at that age. Yeah. So I definitely think... I so definitely you think... think that comparing, like, if you were to compare the two generations from each other, then yeah, there's obviously a difference. But if we're just doing our generation, it would be hard because most of our generation changes with communication or changes with technology. Yeah, because we didn't have the opportunity or to, grows with technology. Yeah, because we didn't have that opportunity to not have technology and be in like a professional workspace. Yeah, to build up so those it's kinds really of communication. All we've known. Yeah, and like as it develops, we're developing with yeah, it. Exactly. Um, so there's never a point where we were able to communicate when technology wasn't available. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Um, I don't think it specifically answers the question in the context of like what I specifically learned, though. Well, I so like okay. So no, because you were talking about like, has <laughs> it changed how for do you us? Want me to answer this? No, no, no. Because you did you address the part. That does apply right now, which is that between generations, mm-hmm. it has changed. Yeah. Um, so, like, we'll focus on that, even though you did make a really good point, and it's on the record that you were smart. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> so, you'll always be like... We just didn't have the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yes, our forms of communication have changed, but actually, the basics of communication have not really changed between yeah. um, generations. So... People have a lot of fears about our changing communication, but honestly, their reasons to be afraid can pretty much be explained by the past and 
provide reason for like why they shouldn't be afraid you know yeah um so a lot of people believe the internet is making our communication less formal um like we we do have a lot of like textual slang and you can't really deny that um like we shorten words you y-o-u to you letter u um and your then y-o-u-r to you are you know um and like personally i don't do that um but i know you do it sometimes like occasionally i'll get like a short word but it's like natural so it's like i obviously know what you're trying to say um i only use like a couple abbreviations here and there like i like to use um what do i use i use um ngl a lot if you're not gonna lie um I use LOL occasionally, otherwise I'll just use the laughing emoji, which technically also counts as, like, slang, I guess. Um, There's another one I use all the time, and I cannot remember what it is. Oh, I know. I use IK. And I don't know, I use IDK. Yeah. Yeah, I use those all the time. But that's because, like... I do IDEK sometimes. I don't even know. I Wait, what? IDEK? No, I yeah, IDEK. Oh, I don't use that one, yeah. Um, I like how I'm saying here, like... Or IDWK. I don't want to know. I don't know why. Wait, no. IDKW. I don't know why. Oh, okay. <laughs> did you say IDWK? Never. I said... Well, no, no, did I, you just I say... Just, yes, okay, because I right. was like, did I just guess something that... <laughs> okay, anyway. But yeah, I was like sitting here like, oh, I use one of these a lot, and I can't remember which one. But in my notes, I literally wrote i like to use idk and i ik um but even reading it's difficult for me because in my head i use idk mm. and like or like physically i use idk <laughs> but in my head i'm instantly saying i don't know you know like i don't know but yeah. i type idk anyway um we also use a lot of exclamation points like i know i do um and then my favorite emojis which we just talked about a little bit but like i love emojis um i'm more likely to use an emoji than i am to use lol um sometimes i'll text lauren and in one sentence i'll use a sad face and then like two sentences later i'll use a different sad face because to me they both mean different things but either way i'm sad (laughs) um so like yeah i love emojis um but yeah surprisingly i don't know if this will surprise you actually but people in the past also did that before even the internet, you know? Um, so examples, um, or I don't think I have a lot of examples, but anyway. So in 1917, Winston Churchill received a letter, and the letter contained a pretty shocking message. Um, so shocking that the sent- the sender sent OMG in 1917. Isn't that weird to think? With double exclamation you points. Know, I think it's weird. This is a really off tangent tangent I'm having, but I'm gonna tell you, I think it's weird that they use the word awesome in the Bible. Do they really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, it was for one of my classes last semester. We we had to read a passage out of the Bible. Yeah. And then it tumbles upon the word awesome. Like God in all of his awesomeness. It actually says that? Yeah, it says that. See, so people think that that's just something like, oh, you guys are using words like so, awesome. See, yeah, I got yelled at one time. I didn't yell that. I got co- commented on my essay for using the word awesome. 
So the word awesome can be quoted in the Bible. I think I can put it in my paper. Oh my god. Anyways. It probably was, there probably was a note saying this is not academic voice. So yeah, professor or TA, if you read somebody's paper and it has the word awesome in it, just leave it. Yeah. Just leave it. Don't say anything. I don't know. I feel like they'd be more lenient because my professors and TAs are teaching us that people in the past use slang words. Yeah, just like. Well, yeah. I guess awesome would never have been a slang word then. No, it would have been just been a real, wor- real world. One of the original real words. words. See, my yeah. thing is, how do they translate that? Because wasn't it a original? Oh yeah. Hebrew. So it was a Hebrew word. So they just made well, it up. They were like, I don't know what this word means. We're gonna put awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. Um. Yeah, another one of my favorites is the smiley face <laughs> with the the, the colon. Tears. No, like, not emojis anymore, but, like, the colon and the parentheses. I like the winky face. I use, like, with the semicolon. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, I use the colon parentheses all the time. I love using the smiley face, especially because in text, like, over text, you can't really tell how other people are taking your message. So if I'm, like, this isn't meant to be rude, but, like, in my head, I convince myself that it could sound that way. Like, I add a smiley face to it because then they know that I'm being nice. And then I don't mean it any other way. Because sometimes it's hard. Because um, in my head, I know I'm being nice. But then I'm like, oh my god, what if they take it the wrong way? Even though I might not have any reason to believe that. Um, but yeah, anyway. So that one, the colon in parentheses, has been proven to appear in text from the late 1800s. Um, and, like, that's just the case of textual slang. Um, but, like, other fears are rooted in our youth. Um, especially when it comes to emailing professors or bosses, um, like professors are just thrown, like so thrown off. Um, if you if you start with like a hi instead of a hello, mm-hmm. um, or even shortening professor to prof, or prof, I don't even know prof. I can't think of any name, but anyway, um, I would not be caught dead doing that. Um, just because, I guess, for me, I don't want authority figures or professionals thinking I'm a stupid teenager, um, being like, they think they can address me this way? Like, that scares me. So I would not be caught doing anything that sounds any bit casual, unless they respond in, like, a casual way. Like, my boss, um, at my old, or at the job I'm at now, my old boss before she left, I thought I had to be so professional, and I went in. Um, and she was super sweet, and then she sent me an emoji, like, an email with an emoji, and then she was, she got my number, and she texted me, and, like, every text she sent me had, like, emojis, and I realized how, like, casual it was, so I didn't have to be super professional, um, so, like, in that case, then I would, but she's not, like, my, she wasn't, like, my professor or anything, (laughs) but, like, with them, I would not be caught dead, shortening anything, but, yeah, anyway, um, these are, these are types of, like, informalities that aren't new because of the internet and email, like people think. Um, like, there were always teenagers who didn't understand professional boundaries. Um, and the example from class blows my mind, um, because, um, oh, why is it not coming? No, okay, the example was that professors or no, students would call their professors at night on their house phone asking questions about homework. And the professor would be like, I'm off duty. Like, you cannot be calling me at my house. Like, um, 
like that kind of things and they would just be like oh well can you answer this question real quick and they'd be like no you know like that just sounds so embarrassing to me like I could never do that um but yeah so informality is nothing new the internet like people can still be informal over the internet but the internet I wouldn't say caused that because it was already happening it just like introduced another medium if that makes sense um, but yeah, so people also fear that the internet is making our communication briefer. Um, we aren't handwriting long, thoughtful letters to send home to our parents. Um, and like, I mean, I talk to my parents like pretty much every day. Um, like I say I talk to them every day, but like to me, that's like a text here and there. Like I sent my dad a text earlier and we talked about it for like, he sent me like two messages. And I only responded one time and then we didn't text for another while. And then I texted him again with a picture of my shoulder about my sunburn. Because I want people to feel bad for me. Not really. It actually hurts so bad. Um, but yeah. Anyway, um, also I'm terrible at being brief. I'm sure you already know that as my roommate. And I'm sure the listeners also know that because a lot of these episodes take a long time. Um, But if I'm going to tell a story, no matter what medium I'm using, I will be including every detail because to me, every detail is important. Um, But yeah, so my explanation for this is that the internet has made communication easier so we don't have to go long periods of time without communicating. Um, and this is good for me because then I don't have to bottle everything I desperately want to say for long periods of time until the next time I see the person I want to tell. Like, I can just send a quick text. Like, there are times where I'm like, I could just save this and tell Lauren later. But in the moment, I'm like, no, I can't keep it to myself. I have to text her this right now. And then it's like, well, we might not have any conversation topics later. But luckily for me, I know I can start a conversation about pretty much almost anything. So then, I'm like, I have to tell Lauren right now. Otherwise, I'm going to forget. And you've probably just gotten used to that. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, so yeah, that was not brief either. Proof right there. Um, so our communication hasn't even become briefer than the past. Um, and so, like, that example is in 1862, Victor Hugo, like, um, he wrote his publisher a letter after he had completed his novel and wanted to know like how it was doing um i can't remember exactly i think he was like on vacation or something um so he like couldn't see how it was doing and the letter he sent his publisher said nothing all it had was a question mark like that was it um and then his publisher responded with an exclamation point and that was it that was all their communication was um so yeah that sounds pretty brief to me like I don't know how if you could get any briefer than that like imagine if that's how we communicated with each other yeah we would have so much free time instead of wasting so much time talking um but anyway another prominent example was the telegram (coughs) um people paid by the word so to save money they had to be brief like they literally had to be brief um, and there were books specifically written to help people shorten their messages by, like, eliminate, eliminating the word please. Because there's no room for politeness when it comes to saving a buck, you know? Um, but yeah. So, to sum it all up, no, the internet is not really changing how we communicate 
in terms of like the basics of communication um so we aren't becoming less formal or briefer because in the past humans were still like that um instead the internet just provides a new avenue of communication um and it's that change i think that scares people um and they'll just come up with whatever reason to like support their fears so like confirmation bias which we talked about a couple episodes ago um when we talked about meta-analysis i don't know if you remember that um but yeah and so like people will just like be like oh look it it's because internet is becoming a big thing and suddenly they can't communicate even though they couldn't communicate beforehand either um but yeah um they can't ignore the fact though that the only thing that's really changed (coughs) is like the method that we use um and like instead of letters or telegrams we just now have text you know um i don't think it's anything to be afraid of and like that's where i'm gonna end this episode don't be afraid i won't be afraid yeah next episode we'll discuss how to properly email your professor oh yeah how fun don't say that. Bye! And here's a word from our sponsor. From our sponsor. Bye-bye. This episode of Psychobabbles is sponsored by The Bible. Do you want to learn about the origin of life that does not follow a standardized educational curriculum? Well, now you can. This awesome, and I mean awesome, as this word was used 38 times in this piece of awesomeness, will bring new light to those willing to read all 1,504 pages of it. Disclaimer, we're not actually sponsored by the Bible.